Kia this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. We are the show about the stories, about the people that make Wellington tick. <laughs> Classy intro, I'm Perrine. Uh, I'm Laura. You just about nailed it. Ah. <laughs> the show about the stories that, you know, you get the idea. Some just some extra layers to it or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a pretty special guest in our studio, or a very special guest, I should say, in our studio this evening. Absolutely. So in the first half of the show, we're talking to Tahir Nawaz, who is um, from Wellington, a um, sort of representative of the Muslim community. Um, he's been acting as the Muslim affairs analyst in um, all sorts of uh, in all sorts of contexts since the um, uh, terrorist attacks in Christchurch um, that where 51 people died. Um, and I'm really excited to chat to him about what that experience has been like, find out a bit more about him, and also, um, you know, just learn about our Muslim community in Wellington. Mm. Should Wonderful. Be, it should be quite a fun conversation. Yes. I want to find out a little more about what's happening this weekend before we go, go into the the hard-hitting yes. stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this is also important stuff. On um, this Thursday is World Refugee Day, and that is being celebrated in Wellington Changemakers Re- Resettlement Forum and Living Wage Movement Aotearoa are having an event on Thursday, the 20th, at 6 o'clock. They are going to, they have a photo exhibition. So that's on at the Portrait Gallery from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, refreshments and entertainment will follow. So I think anyone can just rock up to that. That I'm sounds good. to do that. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, see some photos, get thinking about different things different lives yes world refugee day yes yes uh, or week rather work week is that, it a week um i think it's a week okay um other events that have longer duration in the city we have matariki huzzah <laughs> yeah. my favorite midwinter holiday oh yeah <laughs> it does kind of add a bit of um you know it's it has grown so much in the public realm in the last few years, and it does give you a bit more to look forward to on those really bleak days, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's like nice to have some fun public events to to like bundle up and go out to and join with a bunch of other people doing the same. This Friday, there should be a lot of bundling up down on the Wellington <laughs> waterfront. So from 6 till 10pm, they have the Ahika celebration for um, Matariki Ki Pōneki. There's a whole lot of things. They've got Māori performers and storytellers, a light procession, Neat. and school 
school student contributions and art. Cool. There will also be hangi, toasted marshmallows, and fire <laughs> on the water. <laughs> so there's all kinds of things happening at different parts of the waterfront at different parts of the night. I found out about it on the wellington.gov.nz website, but there's probably any number of ways to find out more. Or just turn up and take your take your pick. Great. Mm. And it's all free. We can just we can just show up. It's all free. Oh, thanks, Wellington. Yeah. It's yeah. Free. So those are the two big events that I'm excited about in the coming week. You got any more to add? Or uh, you uh, just... <laughs> no. That's <laughs> all right. You, we can only handle so much excitement. That's true. Really. That's, that's plenty for me. <laughs> all righty. Uh, look, I'd love to kick into our interview in the first half. Um, now, after the 15th of March terror attacks in Christchurch, um, we, on B-Side Stories, we'd been wanting to talk to someone, uh, uh, some members of the Muslim community in Wellington, uh, and it's taken some time to bring that bring that together, make that happen, and it's partly because we wanted to wait and give people time uh, to process a very traumatic event. Yeah. Uh, it's also taken time because um, representatives of the Muslim community have been really busy, and our guest today is a is a perfect example. Um, he even had to reschedule a previous time that he was um, uh, penciled in to come on the show because he needed to go to Parliament on that day. So we're really pleased mm-hmm. uh, to have on the show t- today Tahir Nawaz. Um, he's the president of the International Muslim Association of New Zealand and a Muslim affairs analyst. Kia ora, Tahir. Kia ora, and good evening, everyone, and salam alaikum. Uh, wa alaikum salam. Is this, is this the appropriate response? Uh, I Excellent. Make sure. I think you said it perfectly. Uh, in <laughs> other words, we said nail it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks. I was practicing. Uh, to, to start off, um, do you want to just explain that greeting that you started the show off with, with this evening? Uh, this is a universally uh, Muslim greeting when we say, Assalamu alaikum, what that means is that peace and blessings upon you. Um, this basically um, brings the um, love and then share the peace that we'd love to see you in a peace and when you respond back, so what that means is that you're saying you have responded to me that yes, peace and blessing upon you as well. So we're just exchanging peace and blessing on each other. Well, what a wonderful start. Hmm. We've heard it a lot, um, including um, from the prime minister in, in the days following those March that March 15th attack. Um, so I hope that it's um, becoming familiar to people to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I, uh, I have realized that uh, that since uh, this incident, um, whoever comes to our mosque or who meets us, they always try to be the first one to greet. And I think to looking at this sort of things, this change, um, it's very positive uh, for New Zealand diversity. And that's sort of inclusively there that everybody is trying to know about us. Mm. Um, it's a good sign. So our show, uh, Beside Stories, it's all about people. It's all about stories of people. So um, I wondered if you could share a bit about 
yourself and your background and how you came to have the role that you have today. Oh, excellent. <clears throat> yes, uh, I, uh, I was born in Pakistan. Um, I have uh, spent a bit of time in Singapore as well, done my studies. I've been here over 20 years um, and proud to be Wellingtonian. Um, um, I, I have done many jobs. Uh, I used to be involved in businesses. And I recall, I think about six or seven years ago, when I see there's a lot of refugees and migrants that was coming in to the country. And uh, we have realized there's not many people there to help and support the community. Mm. And uh, uh, it was suggested by my wife that, yes, uh, I think uh, you have more interest in business than um, in your communities. You should uh, make move and mm. um, work for the community. So I decided that uh, I gave up my business and uh, start to work on a voluntary basis uh, with the organization International Muslim Association. That's how I come to I come into the scene. And hmm. while I was uh, uh, I started full time, and uh, I was selected as a president, uh, and uh, I've been doing that from last six years. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So what is this um, International Muslim Association of New Zealand? What, what's that organization? All right. So our organization was actually the idea was uh, a farm from the people uh, that was about fifty five years ago. We are about. 55 years young, I would say, in, in New Zealand. Um, at that time, there was not many Muslims around. The, generally, there was Muslims there. They used to come here for study. Uh, or they are there for temporary basis, and they are from all different sort of uh, background. Uh, I mean, I would say from countries. So that's how the name uh, we have chosen was as an international because there was international Muslims was there, um, people from all around the world. Uh, and even though there was a number of about 10, 12 Muslims, but they all from different countries. So that's how the name of international Muslim was introduced. And we call it as International Muslim Association of New Zealand. And it's uh, it's uh, been pronounced as Iman. Uh, the short name, mm. but also the uh, iman in Arabic is its mean is a faith. So it's got a two meanings. Once he's representing that as the international Muslims, we, the association is for everyone who is in lives in uh, Wellington region and also in New Zealand, uh, whoever visit to Wellington as well. And uh, also the other meaning is that is a faith, our organization with a faith. Mm. So. Has your faith always been important to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think faith is uh, one of the most important part of my life. And that's what that drives me uh, um, into the right path. Hmm. Yeah. So when through your work with um, this Muslim association, the Iman, uh, is it, um, what, what do you do? Wow, yeah, I think it's, uh, uh, it would be difficult to start. Where to start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's uh, our, our, we generally provide the prayer facilities uh, to, uh, that's the one of the most basic ones. Uh, as a Muslim, we pray five times a day, and uh, we make sure that this facility is there for our members. Uh, then we also provide uh, services uh, like kids' classes, um, 
and it's on a, either after school basis or Sunday class like churches. We also uh, have introduced from the last couple of years martial art classes for uh, for our youth uh, to just make sure they are sort of uh, fit and healthy and uh, be part of the society. And in, uh, in, in previously, we also held the self defense classes for our women as well in the in the in the youth group. <clears throat> that's that's one part of it. Also, we have the marriage uh, celebration uh, celebrants in our organization that they do that marriage celebration marriages, mm -hmm. and also we have do the funeral services as well. Apart from that, we also serve the community in a different way. Like uh, we we got a school tours, a school colleges, universities, they do a tours at our mosque, so we provide that facilities as well. And also after, specifically after this uh, this 15th of March incident, we've been regularly, uh, basis that we've been invited on many organizations, they, they, they want to know about us, they want to know a bit about what is our religion is, and uh, I think this, there's, a, there's a lot more we do uh, than it seems. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all voluntary basis. Is uh, our organization is charitable. Um, everyone in our organization, they um, the work is only on a voluntary basis. Wow. Yeah. So it's um, just other people, members of the Muslim community, who want to share, uh, a, I guess, share their faith and yeah. um, make sure their mosques are active and full of people every day. Is that sort of the idea? Yeah, I think the main idea is that uh, because, as you know, that uh, we we are we have a, uh, our communities are very diverse, and uh, we got more than fifty ethnicities. Uh, what that means is that we have a people from all different backgrounds. So you imagine that you're dealing with a different more than fifty ethnicities, um, and generally when they are there. We have minorities within the minorities. As a Muslim, we are minority, and uh, only one percent of the whole population of New Zealand. And mm -hmm. within that one person, we have many, many minorities there. Uh, people from Ethiopia, Somalia, Iran, Iraq. Even we have a Chinese Muslim, Japanese Muslim, and uh, they are very sort of in a small numbers. Um, they can't. They don't have any social circle. So our place work for them as a, as a, as a community center as well. They can come in. They can do their activities. They can get together. They can have their weddings there, and they people have got somewhere to go there. They they find something common, either is in a faith or as a community, as a minority, as a common. They they all going through uh, this uh, sort of uh, thing that. Uh, they they don't have the families here, yeah. mm. so it's, it will play a bigger role in that. Yeah, hmm. uh, I would l like to hear um, to to get into talking about fifteenth of March. Yeah. Um, so I guess to start off, um, uh, oh, I wonder how did you hear about the attacks that happened in Christchurch, and I guess w w what was your day like um, following that? Okay, the fifteenth um, of March. Uh, um, there was a day of Friday, and when this incident happened, and the timing was, there was the same timing we was having our prayer at in our mosque as well. 
So within few minutes, uh, I got the information. Even that before the information went to the police or even anywhere else, I already had that information that uh, there is a firing going on. You got to close down the mosque and and uh, you have to pass on the message to everyone as as many people you can. So that was a very difficult decision for me that while our prayer is going on, congregation is there, the people in a bigger gathering to to call out and tell what's happening. Uh, I have decided not to react um, and, and at that time. And I said, well, we're going to, since this thing is happening in Christchurch, I want to make sure that we proceed with our prayer as it is. And that was another five minutes. And uh, after the prayer, I announced to the people that, uh, look, I hear a sad news and uh, I'm hoping this is not the truth. Uh, it's not the true. Uh, it might be something I heard it that's is not real because I still can't believe it that this thing has happened. And I advise people that please go home safely. Don't go in a groups. When you leave the mosque, just go on one by one, not make a bigger groups, and also look out for the announcement that we are, when we're going to reopen the mosque. Uh, so that gives the community and the uh, and and that uh, they got the message. There's something happened, but at the same time, they didn't have as a shock because I said it in a way that it might be not true, you know. Mm. And, and I'm hoping it's not true. Uh, I think that that was a good start. And uh, there was so little information um, in the, those very early, early yeah. hours. Um, yeah, there was really, we weren't sure what was real of what we were very first hearing. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Because I think it uh, was a shock for everyone. Uh, everyone was in a trauma. I mean, uh, as soon we finish our prayer, I got a... 50 of the missed calls and police want to contact us and say what they can do because then for themselves is uh, for uh, that they, they don't really know what to do about it. And uh, the first uh, reaction I had for them that, uh, look, uh, you need to have a presence outside the mosque. So at least we feel that we are secure, we are safe. Um, uh, and similarly, the many other organizations that start to call and from the government agencies and they want to discuss that what we should be doing it. Um, um, as a nation, we was not prepared for it, and we would never be prepared for for anything like this uh, as well in a, in the future. Um, and I think we don't want this sort of thing happen again in this country. Uh, we always been known as a peaceful nation, and we would love to see it as it is. This image should be uh, stays as it is as a peaceful nation. Uh, there's a lot of good things come out from it. Um, um, while um, I'm on this topic, I will mention that uh, I was uh, I was the first Muslim leader, leader that at the time I was contacted by the Prime Minister's office that she wanted to come and see. Um, uh, she visited the next day and we had a good chat. We discussed about uh, uh, what needed to be done because that's what Prime Minister wanted to know that how we resolve this and what that can be what can be done. Uh, and those things, what we discussed, there was three of them. One thing was, one was that how this automatic ammunition is out there with uh, with the people, because we don't really know about it, that these things are accessible. Mm -hmm. And uh, she have uh, given us the assurance that, yes, we will make sure we will sort out this matter 
uh, and will resolve this, that this sort of thing will not happen again and we will control on that gun law. And I think she did very well in a very short time frame, the gun law was changed. And I think it has sort of a, a shock to the world at how quick uh, our government have responded. Uh, so well done to Jacinta for mm -hmm. taking all those uh, steps, uh, prompt steps. And the second thing we have discussed about it was the how come this social media video is still out. While I was speaking with her and I said, it's still out when this thing has happened. And it is very shocking that people are in a trauma and everyone see it and the kids are watching it, you know. And uh, she did the same thing that she will make sure that this, this uh, video would be removed or whatever the action need to be taken uh, will be taken. I think it, she did well there as well. That uh, with the, she have tried even to the in, in a world level, going to France and uh, having this uh, conference. Uh, we, even though we didn't receive uh, uh, achieve the full result, what government wanted it, but at least it was a good try. And the third thing we would discuss was about that how we educate our communities or the whole New Zealand that uh, who we are, you know. We uh, we are a peaceful nation and uh, um, our response would be always positive because we 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 are New Zealander even though we've been um, um, felt as an immigrant. Uh, we are immigrant. We was immigrant. We have a, a, a gen second, third, and fourth generation in this country. So we, um, the first Muslim arrived, there was uh, early 1860s, 1850s. So it's just, we, we got a long history, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we're not new. Mm. Yes, and um, as you point out, the response has been positive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the response from the Muslim community has sometimes been uh, to... Um, in in a public sense, like, um, shockingly positive. And um, people from the faith community saying that they don't have any hate for the shooter, the person responsible, that they they actually have love. Um, I think that was really moving and really amazing to hear. Yeah. I think it's, it's this incident have bring a lot of positivity, as you say, that uh, our religion, faith, tells uh, very clear about it that we maybe don't like the action of that person, uh, but that person is still is a human being, uh, and, uh, and uh, we shouldn't have kept anything against him. And that's the justice have to decide that what needs to be done. Um, but our faith always gives us the message of love and peace. It is a, uh, yeah, it's a hard position to hold on to in really traumatic times like that, but um, really restorative for sort of everyone listening and hearing that message. Um, I think, you know, felt really proud and uplifted by that position. It was a really positive. Um, yeah, and no, I thank you for that. I think it's all with the, with the people as well that uh, the response we received it from the New Zealanders. Ah, we self as a New Zealand, but from other faiths and even people without with no faith, uh, it's it's really give us a, a a new look for us that what we used to think about it others that they might don't like it that this perception is gone. Uh, similarly, that the perception of that other faiths are 
other general community that what we do and what we don't do. Our doors are always open. We've got to continue regular tours coming in. People want to know more about us and more they know about us, they know that, no, we, we are like anyone else. So I think it's definitely a good positivity, uh, positivity from from this incident. Mm-hmm. It's bring us all together. I mean, uh, I mean, I was amazed that uh, the n- very next day I got a call from synagogue, and when they find out uh, that our mosque uh, been closed uh, and it was advised by the police, and uh, they said our doors are open, we'd love to come for you to come and. Uh, do your prayers here and then after that churches temples and then this list goes on Uh, what it shows that all um, religious communities that had opened their doors for us and and it has brought us very close now we our our relations are very stronger as uh, much better than before Mm. so you're you know from when that incident happened on the Friday afternoon, yep. the the Kilburnie Mosque was closed. And then, can can you tell me about? I I don't remember how long did it take to open and. Yeah, I think it's, what we have done was uh, we had a good discussion with the place, and mm-hmm. we 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 uh, that's we closed for a day, and then we talk about it. That uh, by closing it down, it's not going to resolve. Uh, I mean, solve the problem. Because mosque is the place where people want to come and connect to the God. And whatever they're going through, this is the best place to heal. And that's where we started. Uh, we restricted our moments from five times a day to only two, two times a day. Mm. The prayer, we used to have an early morning prayer and then afternoon prayer. And then after a week or so, then we gradually start uh, as back to the normal. So that was a good. Um, And what was the feeling like at Kilburnie Mosque? That's the one that I know. It's close to my neighborhood. uh, When people started returning to the mosque for their for their normal prayer. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, as soon as this incident happened, the uh, the overwhelming and the love from the communities we received. Is is uh, I mean I, I just even feel felt felt to me that you know I just feel like I'm some watching some movie. Uh, they come with the love, the um, people bringing flowers, cards, and I've seen people sitting on our stairs and crying, and then and they think they they blaming that this is our fault. That I mean their fault that what this happened. They, why they didn't do anything about it. Mm. So. Um, our people and our emotions uh, was sort of like these people are have that much love for us, you know, and uh, that has changed our our view as well for New Zealand, and we we, we just feel it that uh, we Muslim we are the Muslims of New Zealand, and but in the past it used to be that we live in New Zealand, but now it's been changed that we belong here. This we are Muslims of New Zealand now. Um, so that's something great we achieved it. Um, uh, I sort of was something I would like to share that there was many gang groups that come in and they come and they share with us that they, love, they would love to come and protect the mosque. Uh, those communities that we, uh, that everyone think about it, that they don't have a good 
goodness in it, but these bring all the goodness in them as well, and they want to come and protect um, uh, the others. Um, this that this is amazing thing. Mm. Yeah. What has your role been in an ongoing way um, as laws have changed and um, people have done more consultation and visits to parliament, etc.? What, what, what has your role been in that process while um, New Zealand is, um, uh, I guess, dealing with the fallout of these terrorist attacks? See, I've been, I've been, uh, I had a very active role uh, since this thing happened and yeah. uh, until the recent when things are quieting down, but still uh, more and more uh, challenges and work there for us. Um, people continuing supporting people that's including our muslim communities and also receiving the people they want to know about us and also liaising with the local government and uh, then and the government itself and uh, they want to know and giving them a continue updates on it um, that how we will move forward i think that that was the main role and still until now uh, we are sort of working with uh, many organizations. They they want to make changes within their organization, either for their staff or, or the way they used to uh, implement in future. Uh, and they want to have the consideration of Muslims in there. Um, uh, recently, I think I have done uh, with uh, Victoria University that uh, they uh, we was invited uh, from the vice chancellor myself and uh, another professor from Australia. So we we have, have talked with all the professors, all the academic staff, all the students and uh, all the health staff to 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 find out that how we can help them better. Um, so those sort of things are happening in many different organizations. We help them out. And what do you think we can still change and do better at? Um, to prevent, um, I guess, attacks on the Muslim community in the future. Yeah, I think that's something that uh, that uh, uh, that exists there from long time. What, what we call it, racism and and fascism. Uh, this incident is uh, is a birth of that. Um, this racism has existed since the colon when uh, New Zealand was colonized. And uh, in a very small minority groups, uh, regardless of us, what religion they are from. Um, so we didn't take a notice of it uh, seriously. Everybody knew it, but no, nothing had been done. Um, similarly, for the migrants, uh, either they are from Chinese background, Indian background, some European background, are indigenous people, uh, they always went through this racism uh, thing. As I say, this incident was the birth of, of from there, from the racism, uh, either is a white supremacy or uh, whatever you call it. Um, so government need to make sure that whatever we do, this education part is there, that people need to be educated about it, and they need to have a more awareness about it and also, we need to interact with each other more. Either uh, is the schools, universities, that we, we need to make sure that uh, our kids are aware of it, that, well, 
they need to know a bit about the religions, even though it doesn't mean that they have to follow that religion, but at least they know about it. They don't have the hate for anyone, either is a religion or is a race. Um, that's This would be the most important thing as a big challenge for us ahead because these things are underlying. Uh, and uh, as I said, that New Zealand being been very positive o overall, uh, either is a government or is a public, but still we can see there is some minority there. They still have that resistance thoughts. Uh, you probably will have seen recently uh, one of the church leader um, that 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 has uh, uh, expressed it very openly and that's something is alarming uh, not even from here there but also I've seen that uh, when this court hearing was going on uh, there were some people outside and they was talking with the victims uh, and their families and they were still sort of supporting uh, to, to the attacker. Mm. So th there are still signs there that the groups are still existing, you know. Mm. And uh, in a recent time, uh, there was a poster was distributed in Pamasa North. There were some posters, posters were distributed in Wellington as well, where uh, they have uh, hit messages for some communities. So we, we got the challenges there that government need to ensure that those minority groups they have still those thoughts uh, that how we will fix it um, and as i said earlier that integration to getting to know each other more visits more education to those people and don't ignore them don't feel that they are just a few minor group they are doing it no they these minority are the bigger they can do a bigger damage right mm -hmm. um uh yeah, I get the impression that those racist pockets are sort of fueled by the internet and yeah. um, they um, are able to believe that their ideas are a, bit, are a part of a big, uh, bigger idea, even though they're a small part of New Zealand. Um, I, I, I'm interested in your idea of, like, educating, like... Uh, yeah. Uh, at what point are do people just need to be sh shut up and put aside and maybe be in jail if their actions are yeah. extreme? And at what point do we? Um, uh, is your approach of reaching out and yeah. having education sort of like? Yeah. Is there a line or? Yeah, I think definitely we need to draw a line uh, in it. Either uh, we understand, I respect freedom of speech. Uh, but same time, we need to draw a line that when it becomes, uh, when it needs to be determined as a hate speech, that freedom of speech, yes, is a good thing. But there should be a draw a line that's when there's the if you cross that, then it's going to become a hate speech, and there should be consequences. There should be a um, thing that if a leader who come and stands up and say things very clearly, either is it within New Zealand or we talk about internationally world leaders, when they say things that clearly shows that this is, uh, this is related to racism, it needs to be, uh, it's need to be uh, rejected. Mm -hmm. And that's on an upper level. Yeah. And if you look at the national level, I think is the government need to play a big part. Either is the parliament, they should do something about it. If they hear something, they shouldn't be getting quiet, stay quiet. Uh, 
they are in a position as a member of parliament, they should be speak up about it. And when we talk about in a third degree where we're talking about uh, in your workplaces, if you see if something happened, if there's a bullying or is something, uh, it not need to be religion. It could be somebody who's you is you is a work colleague who is from a uh, immigrant, or is a woman and that's been bullied or has been um, uh, not treated properly. You sh people need to stand up and say, no, you got to stop. And that's the only way we can we can make sure that uh, these things will not grow or this should uh, this still uh, this thing will have an end on it. But people need to stand up. Uh, and I know it's not easy um, for everyone, but if we all in this together as the combined forces, things can change. You spoke about a lot of roots of racism sort of starting with our colonial past, and I've heard you speak actually about how you want to include sort of the Maori culture in, um, in, within the Kilburnie Mosque. Yeah. And, um, can you talk about uh, how you're planning on uh, incorporating uh, Maori and Tangata Whenua in, uh, I guess, the, the, the places and the, the faith that we pract or you practice in, yeah. in the Muslim community? No, thank you for that. I think this, uh, just, just for your information, in our community, we do have the Maori members. Uh, we do have a Pacific uh, uh, members. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they are even in a minority. We, we do respect and we respect their beliefs when it comes to the culture, you know, when it comes to the culture. So now we've got the Matariki event is, uh, that's, is, is, uh, is on a very uh, everywhere. So I'll be contacting some of the Maori uh, elders so they can run a session with us and educate our community about it. Uh, that's one of the things we'll be doing it. And also, in, uh, recently, we have invited all the Maori leaders uh, in our mosque. And uh, um, uh, and we have the meal together, and we are working towards it, how our youth can be worked together. Either sleeping over, over at Marae, or they can come at our place and sleep over and have, do our uh, sort of uh, programs together. That's, that's one of the th things we're doing it. Also, in terms of, uh, I've been working with uh, another group there where we would like to have a reflection um, outside the mosque that we will have a sub sort of a Marai style, um, what they call it, uh, uh, appearance. Yes, like yeah, sort yeah. of that um, yeah. archway over yeah, the archway, uh, over yeah. the entrance. So, yeah. yeah, so that's we are working uh, together with them, and uh, we are working with another group in Indonesia. They will be able to make make it for us, and they will able to send it to us here. So they will that archway will have a m both mix mix of uh, sort of uh, culture for Maori and with the Muslim together. You know. Uh, some good appearance. I uh, hope we'll be the first one in New Zealand. They'll be doing it as a mosque. So, neat. Beautiful. Wish us the good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to hear what is next for you um, in the coming months. Well, there's uh, um, um, there's no one day is the same. Um, there's always things happens, and uh, there is always the organizations are quite sort of uh, requesting us to to do things. 
Uh, we are working on a few projects. Uh, one of the project, as we talk about the Maori, I mean, I'm make, building a relationship with the mm. uh, Maori community uh, and EV and all the indigenous community. And uh, also, I'm working with the museums uh, as well. At the moment, that how we preserve the history of this incident. And uh, we'll be having a meeting next week sometime. And I already have one um, meeting last month. And uh, apart from that, we have, a, as I mentioned, that many organizations that's contacting us. So we go and deliver the speeches in uh, schools, colleges mm. that still continue. And there's a lot of people that are coming and continually visiting us. Uh, I mean, last week we have a three scouts group. Uh, and they, they visit us. There's about uh, 100 people. Uh, they want to know about us. That's, that's ongoing as well. We have another project that's going on where the, all those people, they bring all those flowers to our mosque. So we are working with uh, one of the group that helping us to preserve those flowers, make it to fertilizer, and, um, and we're working with the mayor. So we're going to, once it's ready, all this uh, fertilizer, we're going to plant a tree of hope uh, from that. Uh, that's, uh, they already have allocated us the place, uh, but we haven't confirmed them. It's going to be in a botanical garden. And uh, we're in the last stage to work out the wording for what will go on a plaque. That, um, and once it's that, then we'll do uh, that ceremony. And, and there'll be something hope coming up from this, uh, all the love people have given on this shape of the flowers. And it's going back to the ground and will cultivate something new as a tree or the plant that will become a tree for the future. When our new next generations will be coming in, they can look at it and say, well, that was happened. And then those old people, they might have, they've been killed. They're, uh, it's, there's something, a new hope from there for this country. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for taking the time to share with us um, your very valuable time now with all of these projects and all these demands on you. Um, we really appreciate you sharing with B-Side Stories uh, more about yourself and your community. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. And uh, I would like to sort of give a message to the people that uh, if you have anything you want to know about us, about uh, now about our religion or you have any sort of misconception that you want to clear it out please give us a buzz and we'll be happy to uh, give you a tour give you the meal give you a tea and coffee and sit down and talk um, and that's the only way that we have to come together and uh, we have to um, uh, clear those differences we have to build the bridge, uh, bridges to clear this gap Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks to hear. If I stayed with you Longer than I
program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.